0: With the Detail Podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson and we've got another week, fun packed show, talking all things soul for Red Devils. Joining me on the show as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside, or should should I say Paul Newman. Alright, Paul.
1: <laughs> hey Rob, you alright mate.
0: Fresh from his appearance on the uh your way day uh, shirt video, Paul. Uh stand like look like you had a good day.
1: Yeah, definitely got a face for radio me, though I I suppose. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think anyone would recognise it, it'd show me face, did it? But well, you know I didn't get away with it, did I <laughs> never mind yeah it was good I enjoyed it mate and the kids enjoyed it and I think you know, they did really well Junior was little lad did really well as well didn't he so uh, just hope it helps the club now to sell a, sell a few shirts mate cool so what we've we on the show this
0: week Paul?
1: we've got the news we've got the amateur report we've got the review of the Colin Dixon Memorial Trophy victory against Halifax we've got a special interview with one of our young stars Daniel Murray and we've also got the preview of this week's final friendly against Hull
0: Cool, so what we'll do, we'll, uh, we'll start with the, news. In the news. So, the big news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week Salford signed Todd Carney uh, on a one year contract, Paul. You know, he's a, he's a good player, a very good player, he's going to add a lot to our squad.
1: Yeah, he is. Let's just hope we get the best out of him, because on his day, he's a, he's a very good player, isn't he? He's played state of origin, he's got a cap for Australia as well, and played for some big clubs in, in the NRL, So, uh, and he did well in his couple of seasons at Catalan, so... Yeah, I'm excited. It was it was an unexpected signing really on Friday when when I heard about it Friday afternoon. It's a bit of a bit of a nice surprise really. So let's just hope we get the best out of him on the pitch.
0: Yeah, obviously he comes with a lot of baggage anti in the past, but you know, as a as a soul fan, you know, need to give every opportunity to prove himself in the red shirt, don't you? Of
1: course you do. Yeah. when when a quality player like him comes up on the market, Rob. I mean. It's a it's a big signing for us, isn't it? And yeah, obviously we're going to be cautious because we've had a few big signings the last few years, and some of them haven't worked out, have they? And you know, yeah, I'm willing to give the lad a chance, and I, th- I think a lot of the, most of the supporters are, aren't they? And just hopefully we can we can keep him fit and and see the best of him, because if we do, I think he's he's one of the players that could propel us into that top eight.
0: Yeah, he had a good couple of years at, at Catalan in the Super League as well, and he was always a kind of danger man that we are to look out for when we played them.
1: Yeah, he's an exciting player. He's a very exciting player to watch. He's a goal kicker as well. He's quite a proven kicker. Well, he was in the NRL. He kicked. I don't think he kicked much for Catalan, but he did over in Australia when he played there. So, you know, he's a, he's a, he can play in a few positions as well. Todd Kahn. He's quite versatile. You know, he's a, he's an exciting player, isn't he? And uh, you know, if we can if we can just keep him fit and keep his head in the right place, and that I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll really add to the squad. Yeah, i
0: obviously the problem we've got, Paul, though, in three into two don't go. Uh, Dobson, Rob Lewis, Carney, you know, who, who who plays where, do you think?
1: Um. Well, I, Todd Carney, to me, is a stand-off, isn't he? So, I presume we've signed him to play him, haven't we? We've not brought him, flew him halfway around the world to sit on the bench. So, I don't know, is it going to be a kick up the backside for Robert Lewis? Because the two friendlies we've just played, Robert's not looked in the best of form at the moment. So, you know, in competition for places as well, you know, a lot of squads, you know, the bigger sides, they've, they've got players in, in, a couple of decent players in each position, haven't they? And, you know, I'd rather have him than not have him, if you know what I mean. So, um, I don't know. I think that's a question you're going to have to ask Ian Watson. It's a long season as well, and it's a players are going to hit farm and drop out of form and people will lose the places and all that. So, uh, I don't know. We'll have to just see on that one. But I would say Todd Kane is probably going to be, the, be a standoff.
0: Yeah, I think we've probably had this problem before, haven't we? With Rangi Chase, Tim Smith, and Theo Farge. I suppose Theo Farge was the kind of junior sort of member of the three, but these three are, you know, fully, you know, professional um, athletes at the peak of the career in a way. So you know, there's nobody who can sort of drop off and say, oh no, I can wait a couple of years and then take over because they're all in the peak of the powers now in a way.
1: That's right, that's right. And you've got Michael Dobson, who is an out-and-out scrum half. And you've got Robert Louis, an out-and-out standoff. And Todd Kearney really is a sort of standoff. I think he can play sort of loose forward as well, can't he? A bit of a utility man, but his position standoff, isn't it. So, I mean, you've got Robert Louis and, and Todd Kearney for that position. So, I don't know. We'll have to just see what happens and, you know, see see what happens on this, this friendly on Sunday against Hull, see if, if Robert Louis' form can pick up as well. But, you know, it's an interesting one. And, like you said, I'd rather have another player there you know, pushing the other players, if you know what I mean, rather than us being to the bare bones and having to bring someone in who's inexperienced out of, out of the academy. At least we've got players in there that the young lads can learn off now as well. So uh, I think you're always better to have a couple more players than not enough players, if you know what I mean. You, yeah, know, you know what I'm getting at, don't you?
0: Yeah, that's right, about. yeah.
1: Because it's a long season, isn't it, Rob? And you're going to get injuries, aren't you, and what have you. So, yeah.
0: Good signing. Yeah, good signing. I think obviously possibility of playing in loose forward as well. But I suppose with Ian Watson, his packs have always been you know powerful, strong running. Can you really see him adapting? You know, adapting that to a ball playing loose forward? Um,
1: I'm not too sure. I think I think we've got a good loose forward in Matt Flanagan. I've heard I've heard people say move Robert Lewis to loose forward and things like that. Loose forward is a specialised position, isn't it? Loose forward, to me, it's a bit like a sweeper in football. And I think I've said this before, where you loose forward doing all that that mopping up, isn't it? You know, he's got to be a ball player, he's got to do everything really, and you know tackling. You, know, you can't really put somebody there as a as a utility. I mean, it's it's an important position. So I think Mark Flanagan made that position his own uh, last season. So uh, I'd leave Mark there for the time being. And if Todd slots in there, we're all well and good. But um, but yeah, we'll have to just see how, how that one goes. But I know what you mean regarding Ian Watson. Packs pa, he knows what he wants from that, doesn't he? Powerful and you know we we're quite mobile as well last season, weren't we? So um, so yeah, we'll have to see how Ian, Ian sees Todd.
0: Yeah, I think it's a work rate. If it's obviously with Flanagan, he does a lot of tackling, doesn't he? A lot of lot of lot of work, and you know if, if you take him out of that team, you need someone to you know replace that. You know, That's right. Momentum, don't you? So, for me, it's, yeah. you know, if you if you're looking to change it, you need, you know, maybe someone else in the pack to do, you know, Carney's uh, running for him medal in a way. But we'll have to wait and see, like I say, Ian Watson. Uh, you know, he's he, he I've the opportunity, and to, to get, you know, a top class player in uh, in Karny. and you know, it's only going to be good for Salford if he turns it on. He turned it off for Catalan, uh, you know, in a couple of years, and you know, if he does that, you know, we know what we could uh, push us into that top eight spot. So, next bit of news. Uh, new shirts out. Uh, Paul, you starred in the video. Uh, and, you know, it looks pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, it's all right. It's a nice shirt, yeah. Um, when we was trying them on for the for the video, they were, like, skin tight. You <laughs> know, I think we got, like, the, the player ones because I'm not, like, the biggest person in the world but no they were, they were nice it's a nice shirt I think the home one's a nice shirt as well I think the what did it with me with the home one was the, the socks I like the, the red and white hoop sock you know being a bit of a traditionalist and that you know that's that to me is our traditional kit but I'm quite impressed with the black one yeah they, I think it's a nice shirt and hopefully you know they'll, they'll sell a few and the kids will buy into it and that as well so uh, so yeah looking forward to seeing the players in it. Would you, would you
0: put it as our best away shirt in the last few years do you think?
1: Um, in the last few years it's not the best away shirt I've, I've seen since I've watched them but I think over the last few years yeah I'd say so. the last few years since we've been at that stadium I mean a lot of the shirts have been quite similar haven't they mm. um, the red well since, since my one took over we've had a few similar shirts the red one's been quite similar right? until, until this season mm. and this season it's like a a newish sort of design really isn't it, with a bit of gold on it and you know the, the, the stripes on it but I think it's a nice shirt that black one yeah it probably is the best one we've had for a few seasons I think
0: yeah, I, I like it. I think it looks nice. I think it'll look good on, on match day with everyone walking around in it. Um, especially because it's black, it's kind of a, a good color in it? You with anything on it, black. So, yeah, yeah. it's a good uh, good shirt. And um, I'm sure you can get it from your Red Bulls website, order it in and uh, the club will distribute them.
1: Do we know when it's out, Rob? Have we found anything out?
0: Right. Mm. Yeah, just looking at it, Paul. You can get the pre-order uh, from the uh, Red website, uh, and raging bulls dot devils dot raging so yeah pick your you know pre order up and uh, you know it's gonna be good I think obviously a lot of fans are impressed with bull shirts and uh, it's gonna be good uh for the boys to run out in two thousand seventeen. Uh, next bit of news the early bird offer for season ticket uh, finishes on Sunday Paul. Um you know have you got yours? have you got mine? I've got mine.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, just automatically renew mine straight after the, the million pound game I think. And um yeah, the the early bird offers offers a good one, isn't it? I've I've got one for um, the West End I think this time, you know, the the cheap cheap bit in there, so um I'm going in the cheap seats. But uh, but yeah, I think, you know, get your season tickets if you can 'cause it's a good offer. And um I know the club sometimes brings us out when the season's starting, but no, I'd encourage anybody to get a season ticket. They they're well worth it, really, aren't they? You know, for the for the money that you save. So, uh, you know, get one before Sunday.
0: Yeah, the season ticket, uh, like you say, the low prices end on uh, on Sunday. Early bird prices uh, are really really good. South Stand is two hundred two hundred twenty nine for adults, one hundred sixty nine uh, for concessions. Um, the West Stand two hundred seventy nine uh, concessions, one hundred ninety nine. Uh, you know, it's, it's great great prices, especially for you know for the rugby league, you know, you want a, you know, a decent price to see entertainment, and I think Salford have covered that.
1: Yeah, I think they have. Rob I don't think it's, it's overly expensive, is it? And uh, you know, you get yourself a car pass as well. I think they're about fifty quid, aren't they fifty-five quid. So, you no, know, it's, it's not bad at all, is it? That and you, that early bird offers, you know, it's been extended a few times, hasn't it? So, um, no, I just hope we have sold a few seats. I've not heard of any numbers or anything.
0: Yeah, obviously, uh, get yourself down before Sunday and pick your ticket up. Um, and hopefully, you know, we we'll, we'll get a big uh big crowds next season. Park's obviously we've got some, you know, good players there and, you know, the vision that the Ian's Leeds has brought into the club and we're looking for a, a top eight finish, hopefully.
1: Yeah, yeah, like we said before, what a way to start the season playing Wigan um Wigan Warriors at home, you know, the champions on a Saturday afternoon as well, like in one o'clock, quarter past one kick off or whatever. It's how exciting is that gonna be? You know, we've had some cracking games, haven't we, on a Saturday over the last few years. It's a good day to play, I think, and no, I'm so excited for that game. It's gonna be, it's gonna be something. That, it? Playing, playing the champions, and they, they always you know they bring a big following. Wigan, don't they? And what a way to test ourselves. And how good would it be if we could get over the line in that game and get those two points? What a, what a shot in the arm that would be for the players and the, and the club and everything. So uh, you know, I can't wait for that. Me, me doers yeah. are already kicked in for that, even though it's a couple of weeks away. Yeah,
0: like I say, it's coming up quick, isn't it? The uh, the new season pole. We're all really excited uh, about it. Uh, next bit of news we've got um, is the hospitality for the uh, Hull FC game on Saturday and Sunday. Sorry, 25 pound. Uh, you can treat yourself to a luxury um, stay in the 1873 Club uh, against Hull. It sounds like the club, the club have really put in a good price there for 25 pound. Uh, you know, for a, a meal, one course meal, uh, and it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a lot of fans might take that off. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that sounds good. I I heard you, you mentioned that in the week, Rob, when we was uh, we was chatting about it, and um, you know that that sounds really good to me. That unfortunately I won't be able to do that on on Sunday because me my kids have. Uh having the joint birthday party so i'll be going to that and then hot footing straight to the, the ground so i'll probably be on the last minute but if i hadn't been doing that was something i would have considered that because it it's lovely up there in the, in the bars and that and the uh, the executive lounges and that. i've been in there a couple of times and you know you get the odd uh, ex-player in there as well and it's a nice atmosphere and that and um, you know it's, it's quite luxurious up there we've been up there a few times and we? we had the obviously people went up there didn't they for the um the open day and whatever and it, it's really nice and it's so, a a nice part of the stadium, so you know if you get chance on on Sunday, yeah, you can't can't whack that for 25 pound. It's a, it's a good offer.
0: Yeah, but so you're interested in in the hospitality for 25 pound? Uh, contact Andrew at at reddevils.net or ring 0161 786 1574. I don't forget tickets are still available for the whole game. Uh, 15 pound adults and and 10 pound for session So you know we will be for a big crowd really. Hull might bring a few. Uh, and we'll all get a good atmosphere, I reckon, on
1: Sunday. Yeah, you'd expect Hull to bring a few. They usually do hold on. They're quite a, a well, a well-followed club away from omaza as are the other team from Hull, Hull Kingston Rovers as well. They usually bring a good following, so I'm sure they will. It's probably there. I think it, it'll be their last friendly now. Won't it? the same as us. So, um, so, so, yeah. Sunday afternoon. Why not? Should be, should be a good day. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Cool. So, uh, cheers for that, Paul. So now, what we'll do? We'll talk about the victory against Halifax on Sunday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your Big Match Review. So, so Salford beat Halifax in the Conradiction Trophy on Sunday, 13 points to six, pal. You know, a decent workout for the lads. Uh, Halifax put up a good uh, performance, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they certainly did. They tackled well, in fact, and um, and they moved the ball well. I thought in the second half as well, and their backs played well. You know, Scott Morell and uh, Ben Johnston. So they give us a good test. They really did, and I don't think we was at our best um, by by a long chalk. But uh, we got we got the result that was needed, and um, you know we we defended well. I thought as well, and uh, it, was, it was a struggle, but um, we got the result.
0: Yeah, line uh, lineup was nine levels at fullback: Justin Carner, Junior South, Chris Well, and Greg Johnson. Robert Lewis, Michael Dobson, Craig Cop Jack, Chris Brinning, Lee Mossop, Welleracki, Mark Flanagan, and at loose folds, Brian Lannan. And on the bench was Lamatazi, George Griffin, Matty Wilkinson, Ollie Kronicki, Jake Bibby, Dan Moret, Josh Wood, and Adam Warn, Paul. You know, another strong uh, squad there uh, for this game, and uh, you know, that's what you want. You want your top players playing every week, don't you, really?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, brought Craig, Craig, Jack in this week after the Hornets game, and yeah, it was. It's, it's not far off a full strength side, is it? We're just missing. I think Logan Tompkins is is not quite fully fit yet. as He's um, just battling back from injury, but uh, but other than that, most of the, the players have played now. And the, the, all the new signings have been in Lamatas, He's been in both both weeks, so yeah, he, he's looking a, a strong now. Matt Flanagan as well was in, so uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully for this whole game on, on Sunday, we'll be putting out probably the team that's going to play Wiggum.
0: Yeah. Uh, Alifax opened the scoring with a try from Johnson after three minutes early, Paul. And I suppose, you know, it's a kind of wake-up call on it for the for the team that, you know, they're in for a, a big game today.
1: Yeah, it well, was. It was a good move, that. It was a very good try, that, that Alifax scored. And I was impressed with their half-backs and that Scott Morelli, he's a very clever clever stand off him he's been around the block hasn't he and you know it was a really well worked move that and he was it was a bit of a wake up call for us that When uh, with Halifax taking the lead
0: yeah and then we had a couple of chances well I'm at an opportunity uh, to, uh, unfortunately didn't convert but Salford so hit back with a try from Craig Jack uh, burrowed his way over uh, to make us level
1: yeah, just going back to that Chris Wellham try, you know, where he didn't score, that, that was well worth that, and if he, if he took that on, you, you never know sometimes, if these opportunities that you don't take, you do take the odd one, could have been a different story, you know, Halifax's heads could have dropped and it could have been a bit of a whitewash, but, but no, we, we we bombed that chance and Halifax hung in there to, to be fair to him, and uh, but yeah, good to see Craig Kopjack got on, he powered his way over there from... from uh, a short, well, if you ask him, it was probably about 20 yards out, but it wasn't. It was an issue.
0: <laughs> I thought like i such a big season, Cop last season. You know, this yeah. season's going to be a, another test for him, isn't Because obviously, last season we, we didn't really know what to expect, you know, in, in the Solvager, and he and he shone, didn't he? So this season, yeah, you know, he did. He's yeah, a yeah. Of a yeah he's, a,
1: he's, a, he's a leader, isn't he, Craig Cop Jack? And, you know, he, he takes some stopping when he gets on that ball and he makes good yards every time. and... Um you sort of miss him when he goes off you know when, he's, when he does his stint he's um, he's an all when he goes off so hopefully some of the other lads will step up this this season you know George Griffin as well is another one who uh, runs his socks off every week but yeah Craig Kopjack was awesome last season wasn't he and um, he scooped a few awards didn't he so I'm sure he'll be up there again this season
0: yeah six all at half time uh, Sophan came out in the second half and uh, the, the match winning try uh, our man Chris brilliant interviewed him last week didn't you Paul and he uh, got over the line to for Salford to take the lead,
1: Brian in, yeah, Brian in. yeah, Chris Brian in. got you again, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He's he got a good try there, and to be honest with you, Robbie, he was very impressive again. Um, I know a lot of people were talking about him after the Rochdale Hornets game, weren't they? A lot of supporters yeah. mentioned him, and a few of our three were Matt was singling Chris out, and I thought he played well on Sunday against Halifax again. He looks a clever player. His distribution is very good, as I mentioned last week. Um, he's very nippy from from dummy half, and he's a very exciting prospect. I think he's. I know Ian Watson's been talking highly of him, and he's comparing him to to Daryl Clark. And when I interviewed him, um, I mentioned Daryl Clark to him. funnily enough, and he said that is you know the sort of hooker he, he's he's aiming to be. You know, you know making those darting runs, and I think with with, with Chris, I think he's got a, he's got a long season ahead of him now in a big step up. But I think so at of this time next year. That's when he'll sort of come into his own, I think. I think you've got to give him a bit of grace this time. Not not that I think he'll let us down this time, but I think over the next sort of 12 months, I think you'll really see him progress. I
0: suppose there's a learning curve in it. Yeah, him,
1: of course at it is, at yeah.
0: This level. So, you know, you're hoping that he puts in, you know, some great form. like like you say on Sunday, he got over the line and was with the, with the game breaker for Salford, uh, taking him into a 12 point lead. Dobson converted as well. Uh, obviously, with Gaz O'Brien not playing, uh, Dobson took over the kicking duties, two from two.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were two, two um, fairly straightforward kicks, really, but, yeah, he's, he can kick goals, Michael Dobson, can't he? He's kicked them throughout his career and what have you, so he's good backup for us, and hopefully we're going to have Gaz O'Brien back out in the next couple of weeks. And uh, But it's good to have that backup there, and as we mentioned before, Todd Carney, um, he can kick goals as well, so we've got a bit of versatility there, haven't we? You know, If somebody does get injured, we've got people who can come in and, and, and fill that gap. Yeah, so then,
0: obviously, Halifax put, under, put us under a bit of pressure there, Paul, didn't they? Uh, but we weathered the storm in the end, and then a, a drop goal from Robert Lillie at the death, uh, you know, pushed us over the line in it.
1: Yeah, Halifax did put us under pressure. I think you've got to give them a lot of credit. I thought they they probably edged the second half. They created more chances than we did. and They were very unlucky not to score. I think it was Chester Butler, the grandson of Colin Dixon, actually, who uh, who made a really good break from you know deep in his own half and offloaded to Steve Tyler. I think it was. And then he gave the ball back to Butler. It was a good move, and I think Junior Sal got back and dislodged the ball. And and really, it'd probably been a fitting try if if Colin Dixon's grandson had scored there, and perhaps we'd have dropped the goal at the end. But but no, it was it was good defending from Sal. But I think we we just needed that drop goal at the end there, just to just to edge us home. But you know, full credit as I said to Halifax, they played really well, and and um, I think they'll challenge in that in that uh, championship this season. Probably be looking at a top four finish again.
0: Yeah, and this is what Ian Watson has to say. Uh, about the uh, the win on Sunday.
2: First things first, all, though, uh, as unspectacular as it was, a win. Happy? Yeah, no, Yeah, good. What we spoke about was about a bit of an arm wrestle and things like and staying in the game with them. So not looking to kind of throw the ball about all over the place today. Just get that mentality and that kind of feel back of being in a tight game. And the first half we did that. We were disappointed with certain things at Rochdale that we didn't do well defensively. So all this week we've been talking about defence and getting numbers and the tackle of slowing it down. Um, we, I thought we did that pretty well in first half. Obviously when you get personnel changes, you start losing a little bit of the wrestle. Um, and Halifax made it a little bit quick at times, but overall, mate, it was perfect. out for us.
1: Not often you see someone kick a drop in a pre-season friendly, but were you pleased to see the way the team kind of ground the win out?
2: Yeah, no. Well, we told them to. We told them to do that basically. We just said, look, the last ten minutes, let's use this as it's a kind of big game experience. So you six points in front. What have you got to do? So we defended three or four goal line um, opportunities on sets on our goal line. You come up the other end, you drill the ball in touch, you run the clock down, you're getting a chance to take the the one point, take the one point. We could have took the two with a penalty that we had as well, but I just thought it was better to kind of rehearse the drop goal. If you look at how many drop goals Matty Smith gets when he's under pressure in games, you can't replicate that in training. You can replicate in games ideally what Josh would to do it as a young lad to kind of experience that feel in the game to, to, and to nail it so it's growing his kind of development but Robbie took it on his shoulders, Josh passed it over to Robbie, he told him to do it so <laughs> I think they were a bit nervous about doing it. Must yeah. be, be pleasing across the game to see players moving into positions that perhaps aren't their first position but still being able to play there in the way that the
1: team kind of shuffled around and yeah, did well
2: having that bit of utility value about you as well being able to move into different positions and and do it reasonably as well because Halifax was perfect for us today because we knew they'd come at us and we knew they'd play some good stuff and different stuff than what you get in Super League a little bit and they defend differently as well so we came here with no kind of attack game plan we told the boys you come you figure it out So, because you've got to you understand they've got to manage games when they're out there on their own as well so they defended differently and at first our plays weren't working so we had a little chat our time and said what, what was working what wasn't and boys went out second half and had a little different look at it and tried a few different things Injury-wise, we come for okay? Yeah, um, okay. I'm, uh, Jake Bibby's just uh, banged his knee. He's saying it's not too serious, but it might just be worth a scan on him, but o- mm-hmm. hopefully all right. Justin Carney, all right, the shoulder? Justin's good, mate. I've done huffing with Justin. He's just landed for funny yeah. on his shoulder, so just take him off. It's Like I say, it's pre-season, it's precaution. We need to get the minutes in him, but as well, we, we want to be careful as well because we don't have any more injuries like Benny and Josh. Yeah, sure. The, uh, the whiff play, I mean, it they are an ideal team of playing pre-season, really, aren't they? Because they do make it hard for every Super League team to play. Yeah, it, to be fair, but for us, we, we knew last week Rochdale was going to be kind of a good hit-out for our first game and a tough hit-out because they throw different things at you as well, Herb. But then playing Halifax here on a decent surface as well is, they play a different way to most teams and they try and keep the ball alive a little bit as well and chance their arm as well and try and speed the ruck up. And like I say, defensively, defend differently than what you face in Super mm-hmm. League. So we've got to adapt to them situations as well and being tested by them and seeing if we can adapt mm-hmm. is the perfect scenario as coaches because you can't always replicate that in training. Mm-hmm. They they kicked well as well, didn't they? So it's a nice little challenge for your backliners. Yeah, well that's it. The, the big thing is you always want a good backline to get you on the front foot as well. So the more they're tested in the pre-season, once you come for your league season games, they're, they're ready to go and that was the big thing today with all getting them minutes in as well and getting people to kind of identify things and... Play to what's in front of them. The second half, you had a lot of defending to do as well, certainly on your own line, which uh, and, and you dealt with it, so you must be pleased with that aspect of it. Yeah, definitely. We spoke a lot about D this week. I mean, first half, we probably um, controlled the field position really well, really, on the back of our D. Um, and then, second half, like I say, we, we give a couple of penalties away, six, a few silly little errors, and then we're defending goal line. But it's like I say, when you're in tight games, that's how you win them as well by being able to defend your goal line. So, in all, pleasing um, hit out for us. I've never seen Michael Dobson do as much defending as he did today. It was like he yeah. half back and he had a bit of competition yeah. coming. <laughs> I, think, I think that's uh, Scott Morel, that, uh, the mates, um, Scott oh, Morel and Michael okay. Dobson. Right. So, uh, Scott Morrell's on the right hand side. I think he was over dominating <laughs> to make Dobbo do a little bit more tackling than he normally does yeah, as right. well, but stood up real well. Yeah. Then Rob as well. He don't like the cold, does he? But he, he, he's, <laughs> he he's getting there. He get to where he was at the start of the year last year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're further on than what <laughs> we were last year, especially the people, like, especially with Rob. we understanding that like, the conditions now and stuff like that. Big difference from coming from town. It, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. Chris, Ronald the he's got the try. He was, he was lively, wasn't he? Yeah, very good. Um, really quick. Um, That'll do me half. And, I've seen Chris for a few years now, and kind of seen the potential that he had in him, and that's why we're so keen to kind of grab him. Last year, um, he's very good defensively, and he's good around the ruck, and he's quick enough to take advantage as well. So hopefully, we can develop him, and he can become a real big player for us. He's at Twenty-one. I mean, he's yeah. he, he, he's got a bit of Daryl Clark about him. I think. Yeah, 100%. He has as well. Got a big, strong fend like yeah, uh, Daryl yeah. Clark's got as well. Yeah, if we, if we can kick him on like Daryl Clark, we'll be more <laughs> than <I> happy <laughs> So. But
0: Ian Watson there, Paul, you know, talking about rehearsing the big game moments with that drop goal from Robert Lilly and, you know, I suppose it's about muscle memory, isn't it? You know, remembering uh, to perform under pressure and, you know, doing that in, in the friendly, you know, gives a bit of practice than that, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, it does, it does, because we, we got a penalty on that that set of six goals, so we could have quite easily took the two points from that. I think a lot of supporters were calling for that and couldn't quite understand why we have spurred the two points and then dropped a the goal, but you can understand where Ian Watson's coming from. He, he obviously told the lads to do that and you know, if that if we can do that in a Super League game and it wins us the game, well, that's good practice then, I suppose, isn't it? But, uh, but yeah, it was um, it was a tough game as, as we said before. But uh, you know, we got over the line and, and got the result.
0: Yeah, picked up a few injuries on the way. Carney went off at one point. Um, you know, we can't keep you know picking these injuries up with uh, only a couple of weeks to go before the season starts.
1: No, that's that's been the worrying thing over the last couple of weeks, Rob. And the, the injuries that we've picked up and. You know, a couple of my are long-termers, aren't they? With Josh Jones, Ben Murdoch, Masilla. And I'm not so sure about Kearney because I've not heard anything from, from that this week. So, hopefully, he's going to be good to go on on Sunday. But hopefully, Gareth O'Brien should be back. If not for the whole game, he should be back for the Wigan game, shouldn't he? But it's been a big blow, I think, losing Ben because, uh, you know, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, is one of the, the enforcers, isn't he? And one of our big go-forward players. So, um, I think we're going to miss him and Josh Jones.
0: Yeah, obviously, you know, these big players, Ben and Masara, and Jones, being injured, this opportunity, though, know, for the other players in the squad to step up and, and replace him in a way. So we'll have to wait and see how, how that goes in the, last, uh, in the next couple of weeks, Bob. Um, Three word match reports. The man of the matches, our listeners have, have kindly bent into us. Uh, Chairman Bob said, hard earned win. is man of the match was Murray. Uh, the truth said, why, why, why. I presume that's, that's why. You know, picking up injuries. What you know? Why are we doing it? But the players need to, you know, be playing to get the fitness up. So it's a, it's a catch two, twenty two situation where you know you've got to play, but you don't want your players getting injured, do you?
1: No, um, but your players could get injured in the Wigan game, couldn't they? Or the Huddersfield game the week after that? Players can get injured in any game, can't they? So I can understand where people are coming from, but you couldn't possibly go straight into that Wigan game after sort of play okay in the million pound game and then just have your close season go straight into that Wigan game. You've got to give blokes a chance to to get back up to match fitness, haven't you? And, you know, you can do all of what you want on a training pitch, but that's not going to prepare you for, for a Super League game, Super League battle, is it? You've got to get that match, that match fitness back. And, um, you know, injuries happen, don't they? It's just unfortunate when they do. So, hopefully this week against Hull, we'll, uh, we'll survive that one without any, any further injuries.
0: Yeah. Gary Williams says, kicking game, shocking is now the match was grinding. It's falls in tough conditions. You know, the kicking game has to be spot on and, Obviously, Salford struggled a little bit on Sunday, but you know there's, there's time for improvements, isn't
1: there, Paul? Really? Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, though, I don't think the conditions were that bad. The pitch was pretty good. It was cold, but you know the pitch was in, in really good nick, so we couldn't really blame the conditions. I thought they were they were perfect, really. Um, it was bitterly cold, right? But um, but no, it was good conditions. But yeah, the kicking game is something we need to improve on, really. And uh, you know maybe with Todd Carney coming in and that, you know, he, he he's going to get his foot on the ball a bit more. But that's something we need to work on, I think.
0: Yeah, James Hodgkinson, uh, very very cold. Uh, Andy D, cold, moaning injuries. His man of the match was brining. Uh, Pete Grimshaw, work needs doing. His man of the match was brining again. Uh, Dominic Gerald Hall, brining. great game. So yeah, he's getting a lot of a uh, lot of a. Uh, You know, praise Brian for that performance on Sunday and it's good to see.
1: Yeah, he did. He played well and, you know, speaking to a few of the supporters at the game, they were impressed with him. And I'd like to mention the lad we interviewed, Daniel Murray, I thought he looked really good when he came on. You know, he was a very young lad he um, he run the ball really well. He did a couple of really good runs, and he look, he's a big lad. And he looked a real handful. And in fact, we're finding him difficult to deal with. So I'm looking forward to seeing how, how Daniel progresses. You know, hopefully he'll get another game on on Sunday against Hull because he's another young kid with a, a really bright future ahead of him. So you look at the the young lads we've got in the side though now, Rob I mean, Ryan Lallen as well, Matt Wilkinson, you know Josh Wood, Jake Bibby. Um, they're all they're all stepping up to the mark now, aren't they? And it's it's exciting times, isn't it, with these young kids.
0: Yeah, as you say, it's, it's a matter of you know getting the team together around them and you know building and hopefully you know it's a, a team that's going to move forward and take us to the different places and hopefully that will be the, the top eight of the of Super League. So that was a review of our game against uh, Ali Factory. Who was your man of match, Paul?
1: Um, I I thought Nine Levels was a good game. I'll probably just edge with Evils. I give it Chris Bryan in last week, so I can't get him two weeks running, kind no. of. <laughs> um, I'd say I'd say Bryan and our Evils really. I thought they both played really well. Nile looked really good against Rochdale Hornets. I thought, and he he slotted back into fullback, you know, taking um, Gareth O'Brien's place, filling in, you know, back into his old position really. And, you know, he he looked um, he looked solid all afternoon. I thought so. I'll probably just edge for, for Nile levels this week. Cool.
0: So that was our review of the Halifax game. on well, what we'll do now. We'll look and see what our amateur report is all about with Paul.
1: Well, this week's amateur report, I'll start with the student rugby league. There's just a couple of um, results and fixtures to bring you, as uh, there's not a lot of um, university results again this week. but there was one result in the college rugby league, and that was in League Two, and Salford Red Devils went down 38 points to 48 at home to Warrington. The fixtures for Wednesday the 25th of January there's one fixture in the University League that's the Premier North fixture between Leeds and Manchester Met and in the College Rugby League on Wednesday there was a League 2 fixture between Carmel and Salford Red Devils. There was just two results in the National Bala National Youth Cups that was the under-14s it was Saddleworth nil, Normanton 34 and Waterhead 20. Crigleston, 14. So league standings at the moment in the College Rugby League in the Premier Division, Hopwood Hall, stay top of the table. They've won six games from their opening eight. And in North West League 2, Salford Red Devils have made a good start. They're second behind Warrington, winning three of their opening five games. There's also a fixture for uh, the Salford Red Devils, Scholarship Under 16s, they've got a friendly on Friday the 27th of January at the 3 o'clock kickoff. I'm not too sure where that game is, but I'm presuming it's at the AJ Bell Stadium. I'll find out for you and we'll confirm that on the podcast. But that Salford Red Devils, 27th of January, Friday the 27th, they're playing Newcastle Thunder. The Bala National Cup that kicked off on Saturday with holders Thornhill Trojans winning eight points to six at Waterhead. Thornhill posted the only try of the first half through Liam Morley with George Woodcock adding the extras and ten minutes into the second period kicking a penalty goal. Waterhead posted a try and a goal by Jamie Mayle, eight minutes from time, but the Trojans survived the nervy closing stages. The competition continues this week, Saturday the twenty eighth of january, with three first round ties, while the remaining matches of the opening stages between Wathbrow Hornets and Haydock. Is being played on Saturday, the 4th of February. This week's programme is Queen's versus Eastern Rhinos, Wigan St. Cuthberts vs. dewsbury Moor, Batley Boys versus Queensbury, Beverley, East Hull, Fryston Warriors, Haydock, Hunslet Club Parkside, Oral St. James, Shaston Rovers, Skirlaw, Fatto Heath Crusaders, Upton and West Bank have all got by. So we'll keep you posted on the Barley National Cup because that is the premier competition when it comes to the amateur leagues. So as I mentioned last week, there was quite a lot of friendly fixtures, so I know they're not amateur results, but I will give the results out again from this week's friendlies. On Sunday, Huddersfield Giants play Bradford Bulls at the John Smith Stadium. Huddersfield came out on top in that game, beating the Bradford Bulls by 28 points to 10. It was Ryan Hall's testimonial match at Headingley on Friday night. Leeds Rhinos coming out on top against Tim Sheen's Hawkingston Rovers by 30 points to 4. In the Michael McLaurin testimonial match on Sunday at the Lee Sports Village, Lee Centurions posted a good victory. They beat Wigan Warriors by 50 points to 10. It was a close game in the first half, Lee leading 12-10 at the break, but they blew the Warriors away in the second half, winning 50 points to 10. I think Wigan had quite a few young lads making their debuts in the second half there, so we'll, uh, we'll give them that excuse for that one. In the Law Cup. Oldham played Rochdale at Bowerfold on Sunday, Rochdale coming out on top winning by 24 points to 12, Doncaster 22, Sheffield 18, Toronto Wolfpack made their debut in uh, Rugby League at the KCOM Stadium in Hull on Sunday, they were beaten 26-20 but no disgrace at all against Hull, You know they were trailing 20 points to 12 at half time, came back and gave a really good account of themselves, levelling the game up at 20 apiece but... A trial sort of in the last 20 minutes uh, gave Hull the victory there. So 26 20 to Hull. Featherstone Rovers had a good victory. They beat Wakefield Trinity by 28 points to 20 at the Big Fellas Stadium. That game was on Sunday. Obviously, Salford beat Halifax by 13 points to 6 in the Colin Dixon Memorial Trophy. Toulouse beat the Catalan Dragons at 22 points to 6. In the Corelius Cup, St. Helens were victorious against Widnes. They won by 16 points to nil. The London Scholars played Wigan on Friday. They won by 26 points to 22 against the Wigan 13. London Broncos 46, Newcastle Yowies 12. London Broncos under 19s 24, Oxford 14. The Barrow Raiders beat Whitehaven in a Cumbria derby by 36 points to 10. Batley Bulldogs 38, Keithley Cougars 12. And there's one final one it was Workington Town 18, Witness Vikings under 19s 22. So that's it for this week. I'll probably have some more friendly results and hopefully a few more out results for you next week.
0: Cheers for that, Paul. So the moment you've all been waiting for the big interview with Daniel Murray and Paul talking so all things so over Red Devils.
1: Well I'm delighted to say uh, on the Devil in Detail podcast this week I'm joined by Daniel Murray, uh, Salford's, one of Salford's latest recruits and uh, it's nice to meet you mate, how are you doing? I'm alright, how are you? Yeah I'm good mate, I'm good. <laughs> how are you settling at
3: Salford then? Oh great, just we're in, just finished my second week, but technically week one and it's a great, great set of lads and a lot of great intensity, we've only got five and a half weeks uh, they were saying last week, we've only got five and a half weeks of... Um, Pre season because January we have pre season friendlies. So he said these five and a half weeks, great intensity. Just absolutely blow the
1: eggs off us. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be innit? it. We've got three friendlies coming up we? In, in January: yeah. Rochdale, Rochdale uh, Hull, Hull and Halifax. Halifax. Yeah, so it's going to be tough in it. And then yeah. obviously the season starts with Wigan at home, do not it? I mean, what yeah. a way to start the season against Wigan. I mean, yeah. you're a Wigan lad, aren't you, Daniel? I'm a Wigan lad. So yeah. were you a Wigan supporter as a boy then, growing up? I was, up? yes, I was. Right, so that'll be one I was 16, year. I was. Right, right. Yeah. So what's your background then? Where did you start off then? Were you your amateur well, team?
3: Well, I started. I played. I've only played for one club. I played from. For all St James's. Right, okay. From age of five years old to the age of 16, when right. I got signed at my academy side at Warrington. So,
1: how long was you Warrington for then? A couple
3: since, of years there? Uh, since I was 15, I got signed on the scholarship, then I got a uh, professional contract at 16, and then up to 20, and then uh, earlier. Yeah. We've heard like
1: rave things about you at Warrington, you did really well there last season, <laughs> yeah, didn't you? One of their top their players, rest. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, what's your style of play then? You're a prop forward, I believe, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. Right. So when i run running prop forward, yeah. you're a big lad as well. I mean, I'm yeah. pretty tall, but you're, you're not far, far <laughs> off my head as well. Up at you. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so well, well. yes. What I'd say is my game's about
3: because I'd say like, I'm quite a fit lad. So I'd say like getting on top of like finding my front. Like, I fight to get on my front. Mm-hmm. If I'm on my back, I will count that as a loss for me. Right. So I try to get up, get quick play ball. So Logan or whoever's playing nine. Get a quick play or get a roll and start the and set take off. the team forward. Um, yeah, would you say you're a strong defender as well? Is that part of your yeah, game? Yeah. What I, about I, your offload? Have you got a decent offload? I have got a decent. offload not done it recently, but I need to practice on that. I'll be honest. But uh, my defensive—that's what one of Watto's things that it, I like to uh, put pressure on my attackers and to get in the outside and force an error. So who was, like, the biggest inspiration on your um, career getting into rugby? Is it a family thing? Or? Family thing. My Uncle Neil, he played for Oral. Because all St James, it has been in our family for about 30 years. Right. And uh, my, my, un, my, uncle, my mum's dad played, and then my Uncle Neil played. My brother played, who's 26 now. And I was watching him for about eighteen months.
1: Right. In right. the
3: field, getting all muddy. Yeah, yeah. And then I started at St Games at five.
1: Nice one, nice one. So, are,
3: are your family all like Wigan
1: supporters then? I suppose. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, it's support. a massive rugby league area in it. Wigan, mm. massive rugby. League. I mean, mm. when you think of Wigan, that's what you think of the yeah. rugby team in it. So. so my so mum's
3: sides Wigan, <laughs> and my dad's football, football side, but. I didn't think they played football. It's it rugby right. League, isn't it? Yeah. That's what you think of no, anyway, isn't no. it? So, yeah, so how did your move to Salford come about then? It all happened so fast, I'll be honest. It, it, I recently got a new agent called David Pete, and he, just basically, I was looking for a club to go full time and the week later, he said, oh, Salford are interested and uh, Jamie Elkale and you know, all the old journalist yeah. guy He was inboxing me, asking me how I am, just general chit-chat. Yeah. And, uh it just come about that, Watto and Tim Sheens when he was here. Mm. They were interested in me. I, was, I didn't think anything off it, because I've had a few people who were just, oh, and it just went away. But the, Jamie, they seemed really keen, and a couple of weeks later I met up with them. A couple of weeks later after that, Yeah. signed,
1: signed a two-year deal. So were you sad to leave Warrington then? You know, I am sad to, to leave. leave. Did they want to keep it, or was it...? Well... Because there's a lot of competition with yeah, places there, they're a big side, aren't they? And we, we're, limited, we're a bit
3: limited there. Team, yeah. Yeah. first team is a quality, The pack is one of the best. Some big lads teams, there, yeah. in that too, Chris yeah. Hill, Ashton Sims, new additions with Mike Cooper. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I'd been there five years now, uh, a change and a mix-up, a new environment for me It might. Catalyst, be mm. trying to get that opportunity. So how old are you now then? I'm only 20. So you're only 20.
1: So you're yeah. only a baby. Billion yeah, yeah, billion exactly. billion, especially in profile. We'll look at we'll
3: look about forty. This yeah, beard, with his beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
1: tried growing one last week. But it's out of the window, mate. But yeah. So yeah. So what are your goals going to be for this season? It's to try and attack that, you know, get into that first year Yeah, and, and that's and get... my main goal. I'm,
3: I was speaking to my girlfriend, and we said, I'm not. I'm gonna go with minimal expectations. Mm-hmm. But we'll say a lot of hard work. I'm gonna bust everything bust everything into it and try and push into that squad mm-hmm. but if I don't I don't I'm, I'm full time that's mm-hmm. what I wanted for my year yeah and if but my goal is to at least make my debut this year like, definitely And we've. Not,
1: I mean at Solford we've not got the, the biggest squad no. in the in the, in the, in the some league. quality blokes. there's, there's some, some good lads good. in there yeah. yeah last season we struggled you know when we got injuries yeah. in, the, in the season before so you know, I think you know. Last we were having no academy now as well. I think yeah. you're gonna have a really good the chance. Sun, sun sun great, great, yeah. Some great young lads. Yeah. So if there are yeah. injuries or whatever, you're gonna be called upon. But yeah. I think your time to shine is gonna be in these friendly games, isn't yeah, it? I and mean, yeah. if you can, obviously, what I was gonna mark down. what I was gonna give everybody a chance yeah, and, okay. in those games. So if you bust the gut and, and really, really show your potential, yeah. then I think you've got I'll a try great my chance to eh? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> man, definitely. So. Um, so settling into the new side, you know, there's been a few, new, not many new additions, though Lama is yeah. coming, in on moss up and a few others. It's not been like a complete overhaul. You know, it's probably like starting a new school, really. Oh, isn't yeah, it? So uh, have you made some friends yet, then, or what?
3: Walking in with uh, the...
1: The new guy. cutting the headlights, you know. There's a few
3: jokers in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots well, of Vido and that. Vido, he's, he's a character, walks in and he just went, hey, Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that like, my nickname now? <laughs> so, uh, yeah... Uh, Flash, Mark Flanagan, he's great. Uh, all the <laughs> senior blokes, George Griffin, Dob, Dobbo, Gaz O'Brien, I know he's a young, still a young lad, but he's got experience. He's got, he's got a nice uh, foot as well, has he, oh, Gaz I O'Brien? Definitely. I bet he has to put that in cotton wool now, not he? <laughs> I know, but uh, his little pins. But, uh, yeah, I get on with get on with all young lads like Josh Wood J. I played with them Amateur right. Josh Wood I played from 6 years old Right. so I've known him is he a Wigan lad as well yeah then, yeah he plays for Oral but yeah known him just gelled straight in with him but uh, there's been a it's a latest addition uh, a posh Wigan bus me and Josh Jones coming down the M6 and M62 because he just lives around the corner from me in right. Standish but, uh, Has he still got his beard as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Same. You're having a competition it. then, you the best beard, aren't you? not we? We've been told we look
1: like brothers, but you know, I don't know where jobs. that comes from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, did you actually watch the million pound game then last year? I couldn't. I, I Did not watch, watch it? it. Right. Did want, you know he was coming to Salford then? Yeah, I knew, but right. I won I couldn't watch it because
3: I just I couldn't bear it. I watched the highlights. Yeah, because that
1: intensity it was yeah. a, a nerve-wracking day I mean well, this this pad of paper that I've got in front of me now I was doing the the, the written match report for that game yeah. and it sort of finished after the Nile levels track because I was that excited I didn't bother going back to yeah. it you know I just dropped it on the floor and that was it then for the extra time but yeah that was some day but I hope to God you're not involved in anything like that next season man. Yeah. a nice top 8 God, finish God. You'll, you'll do us. that's
3: the aim that's the aim is that what I was aiming for next season we've not though? spoke about it yet right. we just we got some statistics up and I know all the intensity from the million pound game, but from the stats, it's probably one of Salford's best seasons. Mm. I know the end result wasn't what the fans wanted, but we're still in Super League, mm. and we're pushing on now. There's a great
1: team ethic. I thought there was a significant improvement last season from 2015 yeah. season, and yeah. we've seen that the last couple of seasons. To be honest, I mean There's the first groups, few times. more tight, Nick, yeah. Morty, yeah. tight and I think that. Talking to a few of the supporters, I think that's going to be a good thing next season. I mean, you look at some sides, they'll sign like 10 or 12 players, won't yeah. they? It takes you know, a few yeah. games for, it, for them to gel, but whereas we've already got the no, nucleus, of a good side yeah. here, you know, with, with additions like yourself and Mossup and a few others, I think that's going to stand us in good yeah. stead. And Lama Tazi coming back as well, we all know is a bit of an enforcer in the pack. Big so lad. He is, yeah, there's he's a, a big few big lads at Salford oh. now, so hopefully we're we going to have a good season. Yeah. So, what, what can you tell us about the community work that's going on? I mean, there's a awful lot of, of off the field yeah. stuff this season. Well, the new uh, CEO, he's. He his
3: goal is to increase community fans within the area through <laughs> schools, through different coaching and our aim is for us personal as players to go down maybe one or two sessions with the community and just get kids involved. That's our that's our aim to build the get more bums on seats as they say because the more bums on seats the more atmosphere and get AJ Bell banging
1: definitely I mean it's a lovely stadium yeah, it's lovely. a big stadium and if you look at Salford as an area I mean we talk about it all the time yeah. it's a massive area yeah. there's a lot of kids there a lot of schools a lot of people yeah. in Manchester as well it's a massive area and Perhaps we are a bit of a sleeping giant waiting to right. take off. So, I mean, this this off the field stuff I think is going to be exciting yeah, because, definitely. I mean, me being like in my 30s now, I remember Ian Bleas as a player. Yeah. You know, he went back at Salford late 80s, early 90s, and you know, he's, he's Salford through and through, isn't he? So, I, very I mean, I'm, I'm delighted to see he's him. I've not spoken to him yet. Or I've seen him bobbing
3: round. a say hello to him every time I see him. Very nice bloke. He seems a good fella, you, you can just tell he's switched
1: on he knows what he wants, and that's what we need. He was a fierce fierce yeah. Pac-Man as well, a good second-row ring, I So yeah, I'm delighted to see him back at, at the club. So uh, so thanks for speaking to us today, and anyway, we've don't been delighted on. to have you on, and anytime you want to come back on the podcast, it would be great to speak to you, and I'd just like to wish you all the best for the season, I Daniel. Don't, I hope they can understand my Wigan accent, that's I'm sure, we did, <laughs> be able to. I'm sure. We've gone all right there, not we? Well, thank you very much, mate, it's been great speaking great. to you.
0: So Paul, great interview, and you know, with the...
1: Definite hot prospect in the future, isn't he? He certainly is. He's a nice lad. He's he's only twenty, believe it or not. He's a big lad as well. And uh, you know, watching him this weekend when he came off the bench against against Halifax, uh, he's a big unit. And he he did a couple of runs there and he took some stopping. So I think he's just going back to what we said the other week about our squad being small. I think Daniel's going to get a good goal this this time in the squad, and it's exciting to see, you know, these young young lads coming through. And um, yeah, good luck to him. But yeah, really nice fella, and uh, he's got a really good beard as well.
0: Yeah, yes, fantastic beard. I growing, growing that that kind of beard must take, I know a lot of effort. Paul, obviously, you know it takes me a while. It took me, uh, you know, twelve months to to build to to grow a pencil beard. You know, like uh, out of all the fields, is a guy with the app. So I'm not. a I'm not a beard beard man. Are you any good at growing beards? I know you've got a long hair, but... Uh, yeah,
1: you? well, no, my missus is a gold man. I think if I grew a beard, I mean, the air drives her daft, so I'm not going to grow a beard as well. <laughs> my life wouldn't be worth living, mate. But no, I just get a bit of bumpler for that. That, that, that does me. eat uh, Itches
0: then as well. Itches, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's another reason. You know, they don't, my wife says, uh, you know, when you, you try and grow one, don't you ever so often? are like, oh, you're going to have a, You look homeless. You're going to have to have a shave, do And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay.
1: So you I'm get getting, about yeah. a week. You do about a week, don't you? And yeah. I've done that before. I've, I've said daft stuff to my dad before. Like, I'm not shaving now until we win such a game and all that. Like, but after a week or two, it you daft have not it. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So there, there, you go. You've tuned into, you know, beard and hair. <laughs> beard and hair <laughs> so what we'll do now? We'll, we'll talk about the game against the Hull FC on on Sunday.
2: It's time for the devil details.
0: Three, 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 so, so for entertain FC, the Cup Winners at the AJ Bell Stadium on Sunday Paul. It's going to be a good game, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we had a couple of good games with the last season, didn't we? Especially the home game. You know, um, it was a really tight affair, wasn't it? And they're a big side. Oh, you've got some good players, Anthony not they? Mark Sneed's in there. And obviously, Josh Griffin returning to, to us as well. So, that adds a bit of spice to the game, doesn't it? And they've just signed Albert Kelly as well. So, they've got some big names in their, in their side. So, uh, it's going to be a tough test for us and one that I'm looking forward to. And I'm sure you are, mate.
0: Yeah. First Super League opponents as well uh, in our pre-season, Paul. We've, we've gone past Rochdale. We've gone past Halifax. You know, do we think, you know, we're going to have to up our game a little bit to... Uh, compete
1: with Hull yeah I think so yeah yeah definitely on, on the two showings that we are I'm not going to say the Hornets and Halifax game with poor performances but obviously you've, you've progressed haven't you I mean Halifax um, are probably a better side than Rochdale and, and then Hull are going to be even a better side than Halifax aren't they no disrespect to the other two teams but it's a step up and it's a you know Hull are probably a similar side to Wigan aren't they as in strength and um, you know that that size of the, the players and the, the style of play, so they're a similar sort of team. So if you go off the two home games we had against Hull and Wigan last season, we were, we got close to both of them, didn't we? And we're unlucky in both those games. They just seem to have that extra edge on us, didn't they? So hopefully this test on Sunday will be a good yardstick to see um, to see whereabouts we are at the moment.
0: Yeah, and I think obviously the return of, of Josh Griffin after his uh, heroics in, in the million pound game and. Obviously, Mark Sneed and Scott Taylor all put a you know, decent show in at Salford and you know, I'm sure they'll get a good reception.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Josh Griffin will. Yeah, I mean, he'd he give his all, didn't he, when he played for Salford, so he was a good lad. And, yeah, like you say, he turned that million-pound game on its head, didn't he? And um, You know, reading a few of the interviews of him this week, I mean, I don't think he was, like, dead happy to leave Salford, was he? But obviously, yeah, he got the offer when... When we was going through a bit of turmoil I went with his, with points deduction. You can't blame him. So um, yeah, I wish him all the best at, at, at Tullers. Just as long as he has a nightmare on Sunday against us. But mm-hmm. but yeah, and, and Max needs another one who's who's gone from strength to strength he, since he's left. And you know, um, you can't begrudge him either. He, he didn't really get in our side, did he much when when he was at Salford. But. Um, but yeah, it would be interesting to see how he goes. And Scott Taylor, as you say, um, Scott ran his blood to water for Salford, didn't he? And he was up there, you know, for the, I think he got play, did he get players player of the year or fans player of the year. He, he did very well anyway, didn't he? And he's, um, he was a good forward for us and had a good, really good season. So, yeah, let's just hope they all have nightmares against us on Sunday.
0: That's, that's the plan. Honestly, the, the boys are going to be up for it, uh, you know, to test themselves against the, the cup winners. Uh, I'm sure all will bring a few down as well. It's going to be a, you know, fair first home game, you know, everyone's, you know, Looking forward to it, Paul. and uh, you know, Exciting times. It's uh, the start of the, the season. We're really, laying away.
1: Yeah, it's just a shame the week after there's no game. Is there? there's, yeah. a, there's a blank week then, isn't there, before the, the Wigan game. So, uh, we'll have to use that week to get our breasts back, won't we, before the, the, the season. But I'm looking forward to Sunday. Especially, like you say, it's the, the first home game. It seems a long time since we had an home game at the A.J. Bell, didn't it? you going back to, God, who was it now? Who did we play last? I can't remember now. It was last season. London. Was
3: it London? Yeah. So,
1: um, it's, it's, a, it's a while ago now, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it on Sunday. Should hopefully get a decent crowd as well. We'll bring a, f- a few down and, um, and a big test, I'd say. It's a big test after the two friendlies we've had and I'm sure the boys will be up for it as well, you know, with the, the signing of Todd Carney. I think that's that's put everybody up as well and, you know, hopefully we'll have a few more of the injured players back in and, get a good a win under our belts to take into that Wigan game.
0: Cool prediction from your Paul? Um, boy, I've
1: not really thought about that, to be honest. Um, I never back against Salford, do I? So no. I'll have to go with those. <laughs> um, I am gonna, I think there'll be points in it. I'm going to say 28-22 to Salford.
0: 28-22. I'm going to go Salford, 16, Hull FC, 6. I think OFC played Toronto, didn't last week?
1: Yeah,
3: that's right.
0: big bet from... Toronto to us, um, if we're you know on the on the on the buzzer and, and you know full of farm and you know fitness after the two last two games that have been you know tough, you know I'm got a feeling we're gonna we're gonna you know a good performance I reckon on Sunday and uh, come away with a win I think. Hopefully anyway. You well, know,
1: Toronto pushed them all away, Rob. From what I've read, it was twenty six twenty I think, and um, they sounded like they played played well. at Toronto Wolfpack they scored four tries as well, so. Uh, there's a lot of ex league players in that that Toronto side as well. You know, looking at the lineup, so they've got some quality players in there as well. You know, Craig All playing for them, so and uh, Fooey Fooey, Maui Maui and uh, and what have you. So they um, Hull all the way. So and scored four tries against. So we think they can score four tries against them, can't we?
0: Yeah, a four try a four try win would be a good a good thing for us. I think on Sunday, but like you say, it's it's all oh, the last pre-season game in it, and it's just about getting fit really and avoiding injuries. We'll have to see. Hopefully, the boys will put in a good performance and come away with a win. So, that's it. That's the end of another podcast, Paul. Uh, enjoyed this one? Another good show?
1: Yeah, yeah. Enjoyed it, mate. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to Sunday. And then, obviously, it's going to be a bit bobbins the week after we know matches, as we've just said. But that win game's nearly here now. and no, I'm nervous about that, even though it's over two weeks away. But, yeah, looking forward to Sunday, mate.
0: Yeah, and go back to, back to your movie trailer now. You're done.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, thanks for listening to this week's uh, Devil the Detail podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail S R D. You can find us on Twitter at D I T D S R D, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and White Line Fever Radio. Thanks, thanks for listening to this week's Devil in the Detail, and we'll see you next week.